Welcome back to another episode of the Draw Control Podcast. On today's episode, I'm joined by Coco and Anna Lee Van Diver. Let's start off with Coco. Uh, Coco is a sophomore defender on the Syracuse Women's Lacrosse team. Last season, Coco played an integral role on the Syracuse defense, having 14 ground balls, 16 cost turnovers, and two draw controls. This helped Coco make it on the all-ACC freshman team. Now let's talk about Anna Lee. Anna Lee is a redshirt freshman on the Elon women's lacrosse team. In her lacrosse career, Anna played two years of varsity, earning a letter at McDonough High School. She helped her team go 21-6 and six over the final two seasons and achieve a number one ranking. Her team made it all the way to the state championship game in 2021. Uh, thank you both for coming on the podcast today, and how is everything going? It's going good. Also, for future reference, just for like so people don't get confused, it's a double name, Annalie. Okay, sounds yeah. good. A lot of people mess it up, but yeah, um, it's going well. That's going good to well. hear. Good to hear. Good to hear. Now, how have, how have your school years been going for you both on and off the field? I guess I'll start off with Coco with that one. Um, yeah, so, so far the fall went really well. Um, it was cool to see since we had so many injuries in the spring last year, it was cool to see in the fall, a lot of girls step into some like roles on the fields and leadership roles and new playing time roles. Um, but it's so exciting right now, like seeing all of our girls back on the field that we lost in the spring last year. Um, and then as far as school goes, it's tough, but you know, making it work, it's a lot of you know organization being on your like stuff being organized um but it's going it's going well that's good to hear how about you Annalie um it's going well so last year I was injured so I was that's why I redshirted and it was just really exciting to come back in August and just pick up where like I kind of left off um and fall ball went, went really well I, I actually ended up getting injured again but it wasn't as bad so I was only out for like a month, two months, month and a half, two months. Um, and so now I'm back and it's my first like preseason because I was out last year in January. And it's really exciting because obviously I watched preseason and like the season last year. Um, but this is obviously my first time kind of actually preparing everything t- for the season. So it's been really fun. Yeah. And what was your off season and fall like in regards to training and what were some of the things that you worked on to prepare for next season? I'll start off with you, Annalie, because you were injured. So I'm curious how that sort of worked out for you. Yeah. So I came back in August, um, ready to go. Like my injury, I did all my PT and stuff and just off the bat, like we got into practice and preparing for fall ball and like fall ball is as competitive as you make it, especially just like you practice how you play. So practices were really competitive. It was really, we all kind of tried to be as intentional as we could um, just preparing for the season. Obviously um, we have 13 freshmen. So it was really cool. Like they had to kind of get affiliated or like kind of into the motion of, you know, practice lifts, training, all that stuff. Um, And then we got to play international teams actually this year, um, so we played Japan, we played England, and that was a really cool experience because one game we played international rules, which was, I think, like, it was definitely a little different. And then our next game, we played the new NCAA rules with, like, the green cards and everything. And it, it was just really cool meeting 
people like from Japan and England and seeing them play lacrosse and their story into the sport because it's obviously a little different um, them getting into it compared to how we do it. Um, and that was really cool experience. And I'm really happy that my coach like did that for us. And then getting injured, I had a stress reaction in my tibia. So we had a scrimmage and after the scrimmage, I couldn't really walk and got an MRI like a couple of days later because my prior injury was a stress fracture in my foot. So with the history of like bone issues, we, my like trainers and my coaches really took care of me in that regard and got me an MRI and kind of just went from there. Ended up being a stress reaction. So I was out for the rest of fall ball, but it was really fun seeing my team kind of succeed um in the rest of fall ball and then I went home for winter break did some training some PT and now we're back in preseason Coco how about you how was your off season and fall for your team yeah well getting back here for the fall it was right away we got into it you know we had a bitter taste in our mouth from last season um losing the final four and we also have a new coach Abigail Rafis who is awesome I love her and just as soon as we got back, it was like, get ready, go. And it was hardcore, like fast paced, you know, real life play. And we were, like I said earlier, like we had some girls that were coming back from injury that weren't ready in the fall. So some new players came up and also we have a, like a crazy freshman class. They're so talented. So it's really cool seeing them play. And uh, yeah, we just really worked on conditioning. Um, our lift coach was new in the at the end of the spring. So Getting him in the fall was new for us, and he's awesome. He's so smart, really knows what he's doing. So we're just trying to be – I think our big focus was being strong, being fast, and staying fit, but being healthy was a big goal in the fall for us and staying healthy. Yeah, absolutely. And what are your team's goals and expectations for next season after making the Final Four last year? I mean, obviously our goal is to win a national championship. We want to go all the way, and I know we can. Um, and we want to be a fast-paced team. We always talk about it, just like never like letting off the gas, really being relentless. And I think a big goal um, of Kayla, she says it all the time, is uh, playing a full-field defense, like never really allowing the other team an opportunity against us. And like I said, just keeping going at them. Uh, Annalie, what about you? What are your team's goals and expectations? Is it also to win a national championship? I mean, I feel like every team obviously wants to do that. Um, for us, we're definitely focused on the CAAs. Um, it's a really good conference. We have Stony Brook, Towson, Hofstra, like William, the WNF, like amazing teams. And I think going into um like in conference games, that's gonna be like a really big focus. Obviously, all games are important. You wanna win every single one, but once we get into in-conference play, like that's where we really have to focus up. Like our goals are set. Our goals were set from the moment we got back from campus. Our coaches made it very clear. And that's what we're working towards is just getting into that in-conference play and showing our conference, but also like every division, what we can do. Yeah, absolutely. What would it be like if Syracuse played Elon in the national championship? I feel like it's more crazier for your parents if that if that happened. That would be the greatest day of my life. Um, <laughs> Whatever. Like, if that happened, that, that would be that would be a fun time for yeah. sure. It would it would be hard not to root for her, I would say. Yeah. We'd probably be playing against each other. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 
It would be Honestly, you guys would yeah. be like the look women's across version of the Kelsey brothers, or Yeah. I guess since you're from Maryland, maybe the Harbaugh <laughs> On a brothers. smaller, That's exact probably better. same Yeah. scale, exact same scale. I think everybody in the country would be talking about it for sure. No, that would be fun. Yeah, no, it'd be hard not to root for Coco for sure. I mean, Yeah. But we do get very competitive with each other. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah. I feel because I, I remember when I saw there's this like documentary and Travis Kelsey, the hardest thing about winning the Super Bowl is going up to his brother after the game and saying congratulations because he knew how hard I saw it was. that too. Yeah. 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 Now, I think individually. that would have been Sorry. Yeah. I was just wondering individually if there's anything you guys want to accomplish uh, for the upcoming season. yeah I feel like we I always like Coco and I've always set goals for ourselves especially so it's crazy to think about the last season I played was my senior year at McDonough which is a bizarre thought but even in that season like Coco and I set goals for ourselves going into our senior year and I feel like we definitely accomplished our personal goals we both you know made the starting lineup at McDonough um our senior year we both I think played you know really well and I feel like last season because I was hurt my goals were definitely more focused on like my team and what I want them to accomplish and now it's more I coming back from injury a second time I need to stay healthy I need to just continue to take care of myself and be honest with myself about how I'm feeling foot wise and you know shin wise but also I want to always like be the best I can be especially on the attack side just implementing new plays um in this preseason I think my team and I have a great opportunity to kind of show um this like our conference and all like divisions like I said what we can do so I think my goal is definitely just be an intricate part of my offense What about you, Coco? I think um, with having last season under my belt, my goal would be like to have the confidence to like come in, make some riskier plays uh, in terms of like that she like have more calls turnovers, more ground balls. Um, and I'm I'm lucky to still have leaders with me on my defensive end, um, like Katie Goodale, Bianca, and Hallie, seniors and fifth years. Um, but next year, you know, like they'll be gone. We're losing a lot of girls next year, and just getting some footing to be more of a leader in the years to come. Um, and yeah, just basically like have the confidence to be a bigger role in my defense. So let's transition now and talk about the beginning of your guys' lacrosse careers and sort of work all the way up to where we are today. So you're from Maryland, so talk about growing up there and how you start playing lacrosse. I guess we'll start off with uh, Annalie for this one. So yeah, being from Maryland, especially just being from Baltimore, um, you have Hopkins, Oil, and Towson, like three insane lacrosse schools like for both men's and women's and I just feel like because there's such a historic and like deep-rooted lacrosse history in that city growing up like you kind of do it because everyone does it and like when you're younger you do it for like a you know extra time like your parents kind of put you on a team just to like get your energy out and see if it's something you really enjoy And for Coco and I, like it ended up being something that we truly enjoyed and we kind of fell in love with the sport and we had like all of our friends played lacrosse. Most of our friends ended up like going D1 with us. So just having that atmosphere around us growing up, I think was 
really strong and it helped us kind of truly decide if we wanted to play in college and it just was really fun having that access to lacrosse that's awesome coco anything you want to add to that yeah i mean she basically said it all but um just going off of like it's so many girls there's so many guys that are going d1 it's definitely a pipeline like baltimore to division one lacrosse and i just think it's so cool there's so much history like hopkins um and homewood fields and it's just an awesome like like and like said we're very lucky to have um access to like the players they're the coaches in baltimore like it's hard like it's really easy to be un- like kind of forget about it and not be grateful for everything we have but like coming to school here like i know girls from like, texas and the west coast and like it's so different. They're like experience growing up playing lacrosse. Whereas like I was so used to having all of these like training facilities and these coaches that I could go to and they didn't have that. And we are really lucky. And I think it helped me coming um, to play at the division one level, just growing up surrounded by all these like insane athletes. Yeah. Um, growing up, did you watch any lacrosse? And if so, who are some of your favorite players and teams that you like the most? Um, I guess I'll start off with you, Coco, for this one. Actually, we were talking about this question because we, growing up, didn't watch lacrosse, college lacrosse. Our, neither of our parents played it. My, our dad's from the South. He'd never seen a lacrosse game. My mom didn't really play lacrosse. She didn't really play sports. Um, she played badminton in high school. And our brothers, like, they played rec growing up, but kind of dropped off um, in high school. So lacrosse wasn't on our TV. We were very much a football family. Until I would say high school, when we really decided we want to go play lacrosse in college, we started watching. And obviously, we're Turk fans. Like, we watched Taylor Cummings, and obviously, she was our coach, which was so cool. Um, but yeah, I think a player that I always looked up to was Cookie Carr. Um, she was actually our, cl- our club coach for a little bit um, when we were growing up. And she just, I feel like, taught me everything I know about defense. I still think about her to this day. Annalie, how about you? Who's your favorite player? Yeah, so I was just going to, like, Coco and I both kind of agreed that Cookie was probably one of our favorite players just because she was our club coach when we were younger, and we would go watch her. Like, she coached at Hopkins, so we, like, like, um, well, she coached at Stanford, and I remember Stanford played Hopkins, and, like, our our whole club team like went to watch her game because like she was like now coaching like at Stanford, which was insane. And again, like she's one of the hardest working people I know. And I feel like just even though we were what, like 10 or 11 or something when she was coaching us, she really showed us how to work hard and like what kind of worth work ethic you need to succeed. And uh, that's just something I think Coco and I will always be grateful for, especially because we were so young when we met her and just seeing her thrive at on like the USA team and then the AU pro teams like she's just insane. Mm-hmm. And before college, you both played for your high school at McDonough, where a lot of other Division One commits have played, uh, have them, had them on the podcast as well. So it just shows you how incredible that school is. So what was your experience like there? Um, sort of what have you taken away from from your time there I guess I'll start off with you Annalie for this one yeah so I know Coco and I love McDonough not even like lacrosse too but just the school like we have some of our closest friends that we'll always be friends with amazing teachers and amazing coaches 
And so COVID season was our sophomore season. So we didn't get that season. And then junior and senior year, uh, Taylor Cummings was our coach, which is crazy. And like, I remember people would ask me about that and they still ask me about that because when we say like, oh, we went to McDonough, people who play lacrosse, it kind of like rings a bell. And they either ask about just like playing at McDonough or they ask what Taylor Cummings is like. And I have great things to say about both. Um, Having Taylor as a coach was kind of surreal at first just because she's such a big name. But she really like all coaches. We had like the best coaching staff. They were so they taught us so much. And it's crazy looking back because the level of play that we had growing up and our high school um like our junior senior year we were playing against in practice future d1 lacrosse players and then in every single game there was probably more than five either d1 commits at the time or they would commit d1 like later so it was insane that we had that opportunity and we're so fortunate to have that especially just the mcdonough like the lacrosse history at mcdonough is insane and we're so fortunate to be able to experience that what about you coco what was your like your favorite memory from your time there favorite memory oh my god there's so many i think uh senior day was it was such a bittersweet day but i love that game we we take it very seriously mcdonald uh we go all out we're making the underclass to make shirts for us we have a big like uh, lunch and dinner and it's just such a nice day but I think um what I'm most grateful for from playing at McDonough was just the practice speed and like the speed of games like we played with the shot clock we played I'm pretty sure like we were allowed to go and crease so transitioning to college lacrosse I felt was easier for me um and I know Kayla said it too in the first meeting I had with her she was like you obviously played at a high level lacrosse um school and I feel like that transition helped you here like practices didn't feel that crazy fast to me because that's what I was used to I remember my very first fall practice last year I was like I did all these like I this drill I did at McDonough this really didn't at McDonough like there was my favorite drills and I just thought it was funny because Kayla and um, Taylor obviously know each other and I was like oh I wonder if like they did these drills at US or something yeah um, but I just feel really lucky that I had that um, experience at McDonough because I think that I oh I think I owe McDonough um, the reason I got my, not the reason, I think there's a lot of reasons I got my spot last year, but being able to quickly, like off the gun, um, like transition into those quick practices, uh, was something like that set me apart and I owe it to Taylor and I owe it to that team. So this is the part of podcast where you guys have to say something nice about you, each other, because <laughs> the question is, what's it like growing up and playing with your lacrosse with your twin and what is sort of both of you guys, I guess, meant to your twins' career. Coco, start off with you. What has Annalise sort of meant for your career? And I talk think, about growing up with her because I saw the photo of her at the frozen or the final four hugging you yeah, after the game. I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, we're each other's biggest fans, one hundred percent. It's funny though because our competition never came from like spots like we were both middies but we both kind of drifted to other ends of the field I was more defensive she was more offensive um so we never were fighting for the same spot but the competition came a lot in practice when we'd go against each other um but when we were on the same end of the field like when we were both playing mid and club and sometimes in high school 
yeah. I we kind of felt like we almost knew what each other were doing. We always talked about this, like this twin, like telepathy connection. Like it almost felt like when she cut or I cut, like we didn't even like need to tell each other. We just knew. And obviously, like some people say like they don't believe it, but I really feel like we have this kind of connection where it's just like we know where each other are, we know what the other one wants to do. So I feel like that was our little superpower, especially uh, in club. But yeah, it's just been so fun. The last game of Madonna, I sobbed afterwards, just knowing we never play on the same team again. It was the weirdest feeling ever. I didn't even think I'd be upset about it. Weirdly, I was like, oh, that's fine. We'll like still be like friends. (laughs) But like after that game, I was like, I was so heartbroken. It was the weirdest feeling. It felt like I was being like, transported into like another time in my life and I was just not ready for it yeah Annalie how about you what does Coco meant uh for your career and just yeah. overall so, being a great person so yeah um again like Coco and I I can't imagine what it would have been like if we were fighting for the same spot I think that would have been <laughs> I think we both intentionally went to ends, different yeah, ends of the I think we did that. and again like just in high school, I remember there was one practice where we were doing 1v1s and just by chance, like Coco and I ended up playing against, like having to go against each other. And everyone kind of like started like chanting or like yelling. It was just so funny. And we went twice. It ended up being two times we had to go each against each other. Once Coco just like stuffed me. And the other time I like ended up being able to get a shot off of her and I feel like now that we're on opposite ends of the field we have like a built-in person to practice with which is so nice and so convenient and we're actually really lucky to have that and I feel like being injured last year I still felt like Coco was rooting for me and rooting for my team and because I was able to watch so much lacrosse last year I really watched I think I've tried to watch every single one of Coco's games or I'd have my parents be texting me updates if I was like doing something. And I remember at the final four, we made like shirts, like Coco Vandiver shirts. And I just think that was the most fun time I've ever had. Like, unfortunately they lost that game, but like I was screaming, like Coco got a check off. I don't know who, but it was like the most out of body experience. Like <laughs> I went crazy. And I just think it's so fun to have that because now that I'll be able to play this season, I'm excited for Coco to like watch me. Um, and yeah, it's just been like, you have like a built-in fan no matter what, which is just like really fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk about your recruiting process now. I guess I'll start with you, Coco. What was your recruiting process like with Syracuse? And what made you want to go there versus other schools you might have looked at? Yeah, well, recruiting was just so weird in COVID. Like, I, it was just, like, the worst time to get recruited, I would say. Like, everything was over Zoom. It was everything was, like, highlight tapes. No coaches could really come to our games. So it was definitely not your typical recruiting process. But I remember – I honestly wasn't looking at Syracuse. I didn't think I could go to a school like Syracuse. And um, I was at my birthday dinner and my club coach called me. He's like, Gary Gate's going to call you tomorrow. And I was like, why? <laughs> like, what do you mean? And then, yeah, I got the call from Gary. We set up a Zoom and I was, it was he was awesome. Um, 
and I did my research and I realized like I always knew I kind of wanted to do communications and I was like this would be an opportunity to go to one of the best communication school in the country new house and I was like I just can't give it up and yeah I feel really grateful because I get a great education and I'm on one of the best teams in the nation and it's just like the best of both worlds really yeah I'm also a communications major so we might be uh, co-workers one day which would be pretty crazy hopefully that'd be awesome <laughs> now Anna Lee uh, what was your recruiting process like uh, with Elon what made you want to go there yeah so again like the recruiting process looking back like what Coco said looking back it's crazy that no coaches could come to our games and that film was everything and it's just weird that like we worked until like September 1 of our junior year but that was completely like disheveled um but I was really lucky because there is actually a family in Baltimore and both of the daughters so Elon the was the program started in 2014 and the family in Baltimore that we ended up knowing from McDonough because they both went to McDonough. They're older than me, but one of them was played the first season at Elon and then the other came and like followed her sister. And I, when I reached out to Josh for the first time and we started communicating, I reached out to the Kessler sisters and they just had the best things to say about Elon and there's a lot of people from Baltimore who end up going to Elon, not for lacrosse or like a sport, just to go to school here. And again, the best things like I never I never heard a bad thing spoken about this school. And I my conversations with Josh went so well. And I really felt like he well, he's been in the game for so long. He coached at Duke and now he started a program, um, I guess, almost 10 years ago here and he has such an understanding of the sport and uh, it was so like palpable like you could really feel that and I'm just so lucky that I'm here because the moment I stepped on this campus it was everything like the team I've never like McDonough was a really close team and coming here it was I was really lucky to be able to have a close team in high school and transition to an even maybe even closer team at Elon so I just like recruiting was pretty, pretty, I was pretty lucky. Coco and I were both pretty fortunate. Yeah. Well, I let's Coco, let's start off with your last season. We'll just answer to ask you this question. So last season with Syracuse, you guys made it all the way to the final four before losing to Boston college overall, what did you take away from your team's performance last season, which was a really good performance. And also, what do you think is sort of like the improvements you made throughout the season as well? Because it's not often you see freshmen sort of step into that defensive role that you had last year. Yeah, I think last year was like a surreal freshman year to have. Like we started off so strong, like we killed it. And like we I think we added strong. Like I, I'm really proud of how we played the whole season, especially with all the injuries we had, like players like Olivia Adams and stepping into like the draw shoes of Kate Mash, like she's insane, best draw taker I think ever. And like Liv stepping into those shoes and just other players like defensively when Bianca got hurt and um like in the midfield and everywhere, honestly. But I that last game I think about often and I sometimes torture myself and I watch it. Um so yeah, there's definitely a bitter taste in my mouth and it's weird coming back, losing, you know, Meg Carney and Meg Tyrell. They were huge parts of Syracuse like 
I like when I think of Syracuse, Syracuse lacrosse, I think of them. So I'm excited to see our identity without them. Like as much as I love them, I'm excited to see who uh, steps into those like uh, like roles um, that they left. And I think for me personally, like just I had great leaders on defense that were kind of showing me the ropes last year. And the biggest uh, thing I worked on this year was kind of stepping into those footsteps and like like being my own leader in a way and um, just kind of being able to do it on my own and not being like kind of like someone holding my hand was the biggest thing. Um, I needed to kind of grow up in a way and be a little bit more serious, be a little bit more of a leader. And like, I didn't, you know, if I made a mistake, it couldn't be like, well, she's a freshman. It's like, you got to figure it out. And that was a big thing in the fall was like, you don't get second chances because you're, uh, you're not a freshman anymore. You're not a newbie. So Mm -hmm. that was like the big, big theme of my fall. (laughs) I would say. Yeah. Now, Annalie, we'll talk about, obviously you didn't play last season, but what'd you take away from your team's performance? And what was it like, I guess, playing against, I feel like your team had good performance against teams like Townsend, Towson and Stony Brook. Yeah. So um, just overall, what what do you take away from you, your, that season that you think is going to help you and your team for um, yeah. the upcoming season? So I think this season, again, last season, it didn't go as we wanted it, but like you always have another opportunity. I know like our seniors are last year, like they ended and they were, you know, frustrated. But again, we have this year and everyone all the returners we have a year to prove ourselves and playing against Towson and Stony Brook was insane like Stony Brook is a ridiculous team and you get better no matter like who you play and if you win or lose I think every game is an opportunity to get better and that's something that um our coach Josh like said right last year in the beginning of the season he was like Every game, you are going to learn things and you're going to take away things that will help you in the next game. And I feel like that's something that was in the back of our heads all season. Like, we're continually getting better and we wanted to peak at the right time. And coming back into this season, well, last season I watched tons of lacrosse. I watched all my team's games. I watched all of Coco's games. I watched, you know, all of our friends' games because – you know, if you're not playing, then you have to better yourself somehow. And watching lacrosse, just you can build your IQ. And coming into this season, I think we all want, like, we have a comeback year. And I'm really excited because I think this team is insane. And I know that we are going to be able to compete, like, truly compete against in-conference teams, especially, out, like, out-of-conference teams, too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's go on now to a segment I like to call the non-lacrosse segment, where I ask, it, where I ask you some non-lacrosse questions to get to know you a little bit more off the field. Um, so uh, for you, let's start off with Coco. Uh, if there was a movie made about your life, who would you want to play yourself? Um, Ailey, you're going to have to help me out with the girl's name again. Uh, the actress from Soul Surfer. And I think her name is Anna Sophia Rob. Sophia and Rob and Sophia Rob, something like that. She was the she played Becky yeah, yeah. she's the only actress I've ever been told like I never no, no one ever tells me I like, a celebrity look alike and one time someone told me I look like her so it's gonna right. have to be her what about you Annalie so 
Uh, Coco and I actually talked about this before because uh, we, <laughs> we were like had to kind of brainstorm. I don't know if I'm similar to her in any way, shape or form. Like we don't look alike and I'd love to be similar to her like personality wise because I think she's hilarious. Um, but Jennifer Lawrence, I just think she's so funny and I'd love to. Yeah. I just think that'd be awesome. Yeah, that's, that's, that's perfect. I'd say for me, probably Matt McConaughey. I think he's awesome or. Like Tom Brady. I think that would be cool if he played me in a movie. So that would be sick if he was an actor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, what is the most underrated holiday and what's the most overrated holiday? Coco and I both agree that Thanksgiving is the most underrated. I, I feel agree. Like yeah. Sometimes like it's Thanksgiving. not underrated. Like people obviously love Thanksgiving, but I feel like in general, it's just like, oh, Thanksgiving. But it's just like good food. Coco and I have like a pretty big family that comes over. Um, thing like we play games like it's just like a great great time so we think that's the most underrated and it's not as stressful as christmas exactly it's yeah that's good my... family time yeah, yeah. you're not worried about like presents or like you know spending money really it's just like hanging out with your family eating great food yeah football football yeah. good time it was f- well, football for this year wasn't fun for me to watch but i assume for you guys it was so <laughs> yeah i'm really nervous and we're excited for three, three hours I know, I know. But as a neutral fan, please, 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 I don't need to see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Please yes. beat them. I, no, I, can't, I think, I can't I think everyone it. in America is team <laughs> everyone, right now. I, I can't. All I'm seeing on Twitter and TikTok, it's like edits of like – Lamar save us. Lamar save us. I'm like, yes, because I cannot see Taylor Swift – Okay. Yeah. As a Swiftie, like I love Taylor Swift. This is not her fault that she's the queen and everyone loves her. Yeah. But I just don't like the Chiefs. Yeah, I just don't like the Chiefs, too. It's just like I see them every year. But and I'm a huge Patriots fan. I can't see a team. I don't want to see a team sort of break Tom Brady's records or break yeah. the Patriots. I need that. Because especially that. especially since we're now not a good team anymore, I need yeah. at least something to rebuttal with people. So yeah. um, that's that's sort of why I don't want them. And I'm just it'll be nice to see it. Too. Ravens lines. That's my that's my hope. I think that would be a lot of fun. You know what? I, I think. If the Ravens didn't make it, I would love to see the Ra- the Lions win. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Such an underdog story. I hate, mm-hmm. the I hate the Chiefs so much. I can't even explain. Same, same. It's all good. Now, <laughs> which player on the Syracuse and Elon's women's lacrosse team has the best off-the-field style besides yourself? Coco, you might have the best style in all the NCAA, but besides yourself, who would you say has the best uh, style on your team? I think you have to separate into categories i think street style it goes to the Switzer twins they just look cool doing anything um but if we're going like you know just my style like what i would wear out i think no one ever says this justice for tate paulson i think she's the cutest clothes and i'm obsessed with her closet if i could raid anyone's closet it would be hers nice annalee how about you you're obviously a big influence on coco style i'd imagine so i am i really <laughs> Dresses me, basically. Yeah, no, I do. Um, I would say senior Alex Belleville has the cool, like coolest clothes, and I tell her this, and we talk about like fashion all the time. Or one of my roommates, one of my closest friends on the team, Mimi Economist, she just like she like doesn't try, but she always looks cool, and I just yeah. don't, I just don't understand. <laughs> All right, last non-lacrosse question, which is, uh, what is the most interesting thing you've read or seen this week? I guess I'll start off with you, Annalie. This is the most interesting. I think I've just, like, all the Ravens. <laughs> uh, like, this past week, I've just been 
really honed in. Like my whole team knows I'm like a huge Ravens fanatic. So I've been listening to podcasts. I've been like trying to see I've what I've seen is that most people think the Ravens will win, but again, you can't you can't count on Patrick Mahomes though, because I thought the Bills were gonna win. Saying. Yeah, and like, all these podcasts are like it's the Ravens, but it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So just like I've definitely all this Ravens like stats and Patrick Mahomes stats and all that stuff. Oh yeah, I'm with you though. But my advice is just enjoy it because uh, someday Lamar Jackson won't be there anymore, and <laughs> you're just like everyone else. So, and I will say one of my I, I was watching some old AFC championships, and one of my favorite games. I hate to bring this up to you was when the kicker. This was like when I was like eight years old, when the kicker like missed the field goal so the Patriots could uh, win the Super Bowl. That was or make the Super Bowl. That's like one of my favorite uh, football memories ever. But then uh, Joe Flacco got revenge the following year. So. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm just the, also the humbling idea is that if we lose, I have talked so much trash <laughs> about the Ravens winning. I'm going to get ripped apart. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to. I'm not I gonna, think they do better when we, no one talks about them. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. I guess there's so. too much chatter about them right now. Makes me nervous. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I feel like this year to do it because with Joe Burrow hurt, I feel like it's going to be hard to compete for the division maybe even the following season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. We'll Coco, see. Coco, how about uh, you? What's the most interesting thing you saw this week? Um, I don't know. Yeah, these TikToks about Lamar Jackson. I was not. <laughs> I did not realize everybody was going to be Team Ravens. Obviously, I converted all my friends, and I thank my team to be Ravens fans. But – uh, I wasn't ready to see everybody, the whole nation, basically be on our side, which is cool. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, no, Baltimore sports kind of the spot to be right now because the Orioles had right? a good year last year. And I like uh, Adley Rutschman. That's a fun – he's a fun, good player for baseball. So, yeah. We went to a lot of O's games this past summer, and it was just – like, our my family has been O's fans before, you know. Yeah. The past couple of years when they've started picking up, and it's – it's nice to know that, you know, my family is not a bandwagon. Yeah. If it makes you feel better, uh, I went to Camden Yards. It's probably my favorite ballpark I've ever yeah. gone to. And uh, my grandmother, who used to live in uh, Maryland, got me an Orioles hat. And it's probably the best hat I have because I just yeah. like the smiling bird. I think it looks awesome. It's so cute. It's, it's yeah. such a nice place to grow up. Yeah. yeah. God, I love Baltimore. Now, getting back to some lacrosse questions now. Um, first one is what should be done to help grow women's lacrosse from your perspective? Um, yeah, so Coco actually, because we were talking about this, like we kind of ran through the questions before we got on, and Coco had a really good idea. So at least in Baltimore, we don't know how it is, you know, in other places. But so when Coco and I go to shoot or do 1v1s or whatever, obviously we have so many fields around us because where we live it's like if you, high school after high school high school after high school um because like our conference in baltimore like in our in mcdonough's conference so many schools have insane lacrosse teams so you know there's fields everywhere but they lock up the goals and the thing is like soccer goals field hockey goals they leave those out all the time so if you play those sports it's really convenient and easy but with lacrosse schools, they lock them up. So I don't like we don't know what like we understand why they do to a sense. It's like 
You don't want them to get messed up. But, like, you're not going to be able to steal a goal or, like, you're not going to cut it or rip it up or anything. So maybe, like, putting out, like, old goals or something that you can leave out. Or I don't know how it'll work, but that was... I think just, like, access the basic equipment so that people can, like, try out the sport. And it's not... It's not an accessible sport. It's, like, pretty expensive. So, like, I know there's a few foundations i'm blanking on the names where you can like donate sticks and whatnot um making those like a a bigger priority i think like at the d1 level like teams like giving back old sticks like they get sticks every year for free like why not like girls will go through sticks in two weeks like why not give that stick away um so yeah i think just like getting the equipment out there so that people can try it out and also stuff like this, like this podcast, like having people talk about it. It's such a cool sport. And yeah. if people talk about it more, you know, like more TV time on ESPN and whatnot, um, getting people to watch it. I think the Olympics is going to help a lot. Um, it's definitely going to grow sixes and like the short field play um, more than, you know, full field lacrosse. But yeah, yeah just mm-hmm. what you're doing, I think it's great. Thank you. I appreciate the kind words. I feel like I'm not doing a lot, but I appreciate that you guys no, think like I am. Getting, so. the, getting the word out there. I think Harlem lacrosse is what you're thinking of, Coco. Maybe. That's what I was just looking up on my phone. Because at least I remember in high school, we did a couple um, like projects with them. Just You just have to like branch out and like reach out to people because a lot of people don't know what lacrosse is. Um, TV time, definitely. I think should be more accessible, especially yeah. for women's lacrosse. Yeah, absolutely. There's That's how I found out about the sport. So definitely yeah, helps out. Being TV time for men's and women's, which I don't understand. And what my dad says, and I always stick by this, is that he thinks women's lacrosse is harder to play than men's. And I agree with him. Obviously, I'm biased, but I, I just, I don't know. Doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah, I I get it. I get it. And I I listen. I I I think it's more fun to watch the women's game than the men's because I feel yeah. like there's more finesse I in it. I mean, I opinion. do love watching men's across. No, and, I understand. Yeah, yeah. We have so many guy friends on like insane teams, so it's fun to like go and watch them. But I just think equal TV time. I don't get why there's not equal TV time. But oh yeah, absolutely. Oh now, yeah. One more question uh, before we end the interview is. Uh, I guess I usually do shout outs, but since you, I, since I have two members of your family on, I just sort of wanted to give you guys the opportunity to give your parents or siblings shout outs for what they've done for your career and sort of what they meant to you. So uh, feel free to say as much love as you can for them. Cause I know they mean a lot to you. Yeah. I mean, again, like our parents, my mom grew up in Baltimore, so she knew a little bit about lacrosse, but they really supported us throughout club and throughout high school and especially in college like Coco you know starting like my my brothers watched and like got their friends to watch every single one of Coco's games like they would be yeah shout out uh Nate's our brother Nate's friend Declan because he would be texting Nate like what time's Coco's game you know all this stuff and our parents also talk I mean, all parents talk about their kids and like the best light, but our parents really like people have come up to Coco and I and like they know that I was injured my freshman year and they know that Coco started and they like 
talk with us about that. And I just think it's so fun. And I'm really excited this year to be able to play because even though our parents have to split time, they're like switching on and off whose games they go to. Um, I'm just like our family, like our brothers and our parents have been, I think our biggest fans for sure. Mm -hmm. I also think we're really lucky uh, with the type of parents that we have. They're just supportive of us no matter what they were not like what we like to call the cross parent which like a helicopter parent like crazy like in our face after a bad game like getting mad that we made like a few mistakes like like way over like involved in the recruiting process we had none of that they just wanted us to be happy and like healthy and enjoying like what we were doing and I think it's, it's such a healthy relationship we have with our parents and we're really lucky to have that and yeah, shout out mom and dad. Yeah. Yeah. And I know Coco had a game at Loyola um, University last year and didn't like a bunch of McDonald like McDonough. Like, yeah. A, a lot of people, our whole family came and then like the team came is so cool. And um, I had a game at Towson last year and like my aunts and uncles came, my cousins. And this year we ended up playing at Towson again, just because more teams are being added into the CAA. So I'm so excited for that game because family group chat went off about yeah, that one. Like my mom like sent out my the that date like months ago. Like Annalie will be playing at Towson April 27th. Everyone be there. <laughs> Everyone be ready. So uh, we're just really lucky to have that. And I'm excited for my brothers to be able to watch me this year. Cause yeah. I know they watched us in high school and stuff, but it's just really exciting that yeah. they like are such like supporters of what we do. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I just want to say thank you so much to you both for taking time out of your day and coming on. I really appreciate it. I had a fun time. I hope you guys did as well. I think you guys yeah. are great players and people. So, and best of luck for the upcoming season uh, for both thank of your teams. Thank you. Thank you. It was so nice to be on this.